What's up, crew? What is up, squad? It is, uh, yeah, time for another Ghost and Clover podcast, powered by, of course, our uh, wonderful, awesome, amazing friends over at EAA, European American Armory, and we'll talk with them a little bit later on. Uh, it is uh, June 18th, 2023, uh, Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to everybody out there uh, for whom that applies and uh thanks for uh thanks for jumping in joining in speaking of jumping in joining in uh make sure that uh you are commenting out there because we are collecting those comments and all you have to do is say pretty much anything out there in the chat uh and uh, potentially you will be chosen uh, to give us the uh random topic at the uh in the latter part of the show tonight, let's just say, uh, which is uh, powered by our friends over at Taurus, and, and we'll talk more about them later on uh, as well. Uh, thanks to the uh, YouTube channel members, the Patreon patrons, of course, for both uh, Ghost and myself. Uh, and uh, yeah, big shout out to, good Lord, who else? The uh, Self Defense Radio Network, the Firearms Radio Network, as well as the Rapid Fire Radio Network. Is there enough networks out there? That's probably not. So uh, let's get Ghost in the uh, in the hizzy. What's happening, man? What's up, man? Happy Father's Day to you and everybody out there. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a good day, a relaxing day. I did not work today, which was even better. People that know me know that I work a little bit here and there. And uh, yeah, having fun, having fun. Um, like you said, yeah, you. We were talking pre-show about EAA about um, different stuff that we have and different stuff that's coming out. And if you guys are familiar with the tip-up barrel, um, the MC14T. If you had pre-ordered one and, and signed up or whatever, those should be uh, out now and getting close from the distributors out to your shop so if you're out there and you don't know uh if you can shop can get it go to your gun shop and most of the big distributors out in the country are going to have it available to, to those so make oh those just cut out for some reason uh there's some really awesome different cerakote colors and different models that are distributor only that eea is working with so there's some pretty cool stuff coming down the line from them yeah, I know um, um, I went to uh, Lowe's earlier today. I had to get a this AC unit framed in. And um, there was a lot of fathers, apparently, that were working today because, good God, it was crazy uh, in town. And Lowe's was absolutely packed. Um, so, and man, I don't know, maybe they were doing their father's day shopping. That's a, that's a possibility, I guess I would, I yeah. can handle a, I can handle a shopping spree in the, uh, tools and hardware section of, of Lowe's wouldn't hurt my feelings. Man. Yeah, we were, we just got in, um, we're kind of going to the 21st century here at the house. Um, one of the digital door lock slash handles that, you know, you can through the code or through, the app or whatever and before we install that we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna go into our front door and she wants to do it a different color so we're gonna sand it down and and do some stuff and paint a different color and she's been looking uh on lowe's and home depot and all that for some uh, some different tool sets and and all that and kind of like some dremels and and maybe like a whole like set of different stuff 
And so, yeah, we, we didn't go to Lowe's or Home Depot today, but we definitely in the last week have been looking at some different stuff around the house, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, should we just kind of dive in here? I guess so. You've got, uh, you've got first shot. And, uh, by the way, before uh, Ghost gets, gets going here, uh, keep those comments coming. We'll keep them tracked. And uh, somebody will get to um, we'll get to pick the, the topic a little later on. Uh, service announcement for that, by the way. Uh, if you don't see live on your screen uh, <laughs> and it's not red uh, and you're hearing this, click that, get live, and keep yourself live. Uh, because when we get to that point, if we call out your name and you do not uh, answer, then we're going to skip over you because we ain't got all night. But uh, with that said, uh, kick it off here, Ghost. What you got? You know, we're going to talk a little bit guns tonight. Um, oh. Yeah, we're going to talk guns for a little bit. And we're going to talk the AR platform, uh, whether it's AR-15, AR-9, AR-10. I'm out. I'll see you all later. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Um but we're going to talk not necessarily brands necessarily okay we're going to talk more about uh favorite calibers in the ar platform uh maybe favorite links for different things that you might be doing uh to give some people out there the options that may only know ar10 is 308 and ar15 is 223 or whatever uh they may they may not be aware that some of the cool calibers and and links of these rifles and pistols that uh, could do certain things. So let's let's kind of start out with AR-15 um, platform and kind of go, you know, I want to say this is, I know you've got a bunch of them, uh, and, and you, you don't have to talk about what your favorite one is, but let's kind of talk about um, what's your favorite caliber to shoot in the AR platform. Uh, 300 Blackout. Yeah, hands 300 down. Blackout. Oh, yeah. And what and what length, you know, I, I think I pretty much know, but that, that, that 10, 10 and a half, is that kind of where you're finding the 300 blackout to be the best length for you? Um, You know, I, I prefer a little bit shorter. Um, I don't get real crazy uh, with, um, with velocities and powder charges typically anyway. And, yeah. I mean, I've got, uh, you know, one of my shorties is, uh, um, and I don't have, well, let me take that back. I do have pistols, but I don't have braced pistols. I'll do that sure. way. Um, but one of my shorties uh, is, and it is an SBR, uh, is an 8-inch barrel. Uh, now, it is a uh, match barrel from Schilling. And, you know, it's, it's, and even with 148, 150 grain, you know, that range, um, that's $200. I mean, $200. That's $200 yards on steel all day long. You know, yeah. so, I mean, it, it'll still get out there. There's still plenty enough, um, you know, to get out there and get it done for sure. And then, you know, so obviously, you know, subsonic capability and, and keeping the total package short when you've got a suppressor on and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, yeah, for me, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I want to say, you know, that eight to 10 inch range. Um, you know, somewhere around 11, once you get out past that, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I've got several 300 blackouts that are in that, uh, uh, in 16-inch length. And uh, especially when you're shooting lighter grain stuff, the 110, 115 grain stuff, um, mm -hmm. it's really well. That stuff just accuracy-wise, and we're talking about measuring holes type accuracy-wise. Um 
just does seems to do actually do a little better with the longer barrel. So um, it kind of depends on the application. You know what I mean? Like if I'm out yeah, punching, yeah. punching paper and having fun, then you know probably the 16 inch. If you're talking about you know going suppressed or you know you're just putting rounds on steel, uh, then yeah, I mean running a shoot house with uh, <laughs> with an eight inch is is pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, and I know that you like, especially that 300 blackout, you like running suppressed and subsonic. Um, yeah. So that setup is is a pretty popular setup, not from experience, but I know a lot of people that do this, but that 300 blackout, uh, running a little subsonic and all that, whether it's suppressed or not is up to the individual user, but I know that setup is pretty popular in the hog hunting game. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um Main thing, uh, you know, you got a lot of folks that, you know, they don't want to disturb. A lot of the, a lot of the pig shooting happens at night. And so, you know, it's, it's more, the suppressed thing is more about, you know, you're not bothering the cows in the pasture. You're not bothering the, any neighbors or, you know, ranch hands or, you know, wherever you might be, right, with, with uh, people are hearing gunshots in the woods late at night type thing. Um you know, so you've got that aspect. Um, you know, you're killing muzzle flash, right? Which is yep. another another great benefit when you're when you're again when you're at night. Um, and then the total package type thing, like you know, you can go with the shorter with 300 blackout. You can go easily go with the shorter barrel, um, add that suppressor, and then you know when you're trekking through the woods at night and there's briars and weeds and trees and saplings and whatever. You know what I mean? Um, True. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit easier to handle that and maneuver and and do the things you need to do. You know, James out there says not really got into ARs yet. This discussion will really help me decide on which caliber to get. Um, so start yeah, with five five six. <laughs> That's <a> yeah. Good. <laughs> start, start with five five six, yeah. and, and, and 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 not just because it, it's it's what the the AR fifteen platform was built around. Um, it's been there since the sixties. Um, but this is how that rifle how was designed. Yes, there's you can get all sorts of stuff, but that two two three, that five five six NATO, mm -hmm. um, really is is what this platform was built for, and it's really what kind of maximizes the platform. Whether you go pistol, uh, I would say that if it's your first AR, I would say go five five six and a sixteen inch. And I'm not going to go brand specific. Anyone that knows me, you can go find ton of. A uh, ton of videos out there that, that my my opinions on the brands are out there, uh, but I'm never going to tell anyone what you should go buy what brand. Uh, but I would say, yeah, five, five, six, and a sixteen inch would would be great. It is probably, honestly, the most versatile rifle out there. Uh, a, a five, five, six, sixteen inch AR-15. You can customize it. It's modular. is is all get out. You can customize it any way you want it to. Um, the options are almost limitless. Um, the great thing about it is it's a great rifle system uh, from zero yards out to, it's got an effective of, of about 500, but I, I usually say up to 300. I usually don't, I probably wouldn't go outside 300 um, very rarely with that 5.56. Not that it couldn't push. It could push 1,000 if you wanted to. But that effectiveness, anything outside three, four hundred yards, I'm probably going to go long gun at that point and step up to an AR-10 or a bolt action rifle. 
But yeah, I think that the AR-15 and 5.56 16-inch is probably the most versatile weapon system um, that, that we have out here in the market for sure. Uh, and, and here's a great one. I want to bring this up. So, <clears throat> 223 Wild, and we've talked about this. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people out there that don't understand what 223 Wild is, is basically it is to where it's... Five, five, six, or two, two, three. Now, most of them you're going to find out there, especially J James out there saying that he's new to ARs. Um, you want to find something that says it's chambered in five, five, six because you can shoot two, two, three out of the five, five, six. Not all, not all ARs chambered in two, two, three are going to be great with the five, five, six. Most of them, two, two, three wild. Unless it's two, two, three wild. But if it just says two, two, three Remington. Um, right. which most of them, let's just be honest, most of them are not that anymore. Um, most of them are going to be chambered in the five, five, six, or two, two, three wild to where you can shoot both calibers. But, uh, yeah. you know, for the, for the, for the beginner, um, like I said, I, I'm going five, five, six to 16 inch. What would you first AR? Do you think that five, five, six is the best or what would you, would you, what would you recommend for the beginner AR? I would, I would say go, you know, five, five, six is going to be the most common. Uh, if you can find two, two, three wild, um, you know, accuracy and some other things, especially if you're flipping back and forth between two, two, three and Remington and five, five, six, probably a little better in that wild chamber. So, um, I, you know, I wouldn't buy a straight up two, two, three chamber. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I would go five, five, six at minimum two, two, three wild. If I could to be able to shoot two, two, three or, or five, five, six. Right. Um, and I'd say I would go with that and, and I would probably lean toward the 16 inch. I definitely wouldn't go any longer than 20 inch. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, um, you know, you're talking about being cumbersome and, and, you know, you're really getting out there. And even with that five, five, six, you know, two, two, three cartridge. I mean, you, there's a reason that, um, there's a reason that the Colt XM177 is a thing and exists with an 11-inch barrel and a five-inch break. Uh, it's because um, it's because 11 inches is, is right there in that sweet zone, honestly, for that cartridge. Um, you know, unless you're really running heavier projectiles, you're punching out longer range, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, 16 in, in, a, in a 223 wild, I'd think. Uh, talking about your your the cartridges. Uh, yeah. You know, for those that don't know, I mean, most people know the big ones. They think, oh, okay, well, AR-10, you've got 308, and you got 6.5 Creed, you know, and then they think, and the PRC cartridges now and, and so forth and so on. And then um, in AR-15 platform, they think, of course, 5.56, 223, 300 Blackout, 458 SOCOM, 6.8 SPC, 6.5 Grendel. Uh, but, you know, keep in mind, it's it's insanely crazy, and they're and they're constantly adding to the list. And this speaks to the versatility of the platform. Uh, oh, I hurt my heart a little bit to say, but it um it speaks to I the versatility. I say anything about that, <laughs> right? It speaks to the versatility of the platform. Um, cartridge wise, there's easily well well upwards of fifty cartridges you can run on an AR-15 platform, uh, mm -hmm. and there are I would say easily thirty plus cartridges out there that you can run in the AR-10 platform. So it's it's pretty amazing. And you're talking about switching an upper, basically. I mean, if you didn't want to get crazy with complete rifles. Now, I've got a problem where, you know, I've always just built a whole other rifle, right, or a whole other pistol. Um, I don't like the idea of just having an upper setting around and it's just an upper. Um, 
you know, if, if something happens and the world goes to pot or whatever, I would like to be able to barter an entire rifle or I would like to be able to put that in the hands of somebody who can use it and it be an entire rifle. Having 15 uppers and one lower does me no good. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. Is also, uh, I know that one of your favorite cartridges that you like to shoot is the 458 SOCOM. Oh, so yeah. for, someone like, for someone like James out there that might be new to it, what are the advantages or what are the ballistics, if you will, uh, explain that he might have ever heard of the 458 SOCOM. Since you brought it up, I thought maybe you want to talk about that for a second. Um, I would advise him at first and, and being new, getting into <laughs> it, to stay completely away from it. And, and the biggest thing is uh, it's an amazing cartridge. Don't get me wrong. It is a thumper. Uh, it is a suppressible thumper that's absolutely amazing. Uh, anything you hit with that thing, it's going to go down on his butt. Um you know, talk about stopping power or knockdown, like, you know, the kinetic energy is insane. Uh, just because it's large bore more than anything. But, um, you know, suppressibility is there in a lot of different factors. The problem with 458 SOCOM, uh, and it's a huge hurdle, is cost of ammunition. So yep. unless you're unless you're reloading, like 300 blackout has come way down. Like I see occasionally 300 blackout in the range of 5.56 five, and 223. It's pretty close, and it's definitely in the range of like 308 and 65 Creed. You know, in that in that ballpark in that area, give or take maybe a few dollars a box. Uh, 458 SOCOM is going to be it's going to be expensive. So um, it's one of those things where you're really going to have to load it. it. Uses the same projectiles as as uh, 4570, which has been around literally forever. Um, and it's not going anywhere is the 4570. So plenty of projectiles out there to, to load the 458 SOCOM up. But, uh, yeah, when you, when you find, uh, factory ammo, it's, it's pricey. Uh, the first couple of boxes I ever bought, um, and I bought just to, just to have, and I think I still got half a box or maybe even close to a whole box left of it was actually Wilson combat 458 SOCOM. Oh wow! And, and we're talking a twenty-round box now. Um, was like fifty bucks or something. And we're not talking about modern times. We're talking back in like twenty twelve or something. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. You know, I don't remember before all the crazy happened during that. Well, time, before, before that twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, scare. yeah. It was it was before the yeah. crazy even. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And it was that expensive. So who knows what it is now? I I, I loaded all. I don't even. I, I don't hardly ever, uh, unless I run maybe a couple of those rounds through it for some weird reason, uh, I run all hand-loaded stuff at this point. Now, James says I'd probably be doing some hog hunts with it with his first AR. So that's... Oh, 7.62.39. I was going to say, what, what do you think about going 7.62? Or, or is the 300 blackout okay for the first AR? If you're not going to go, uh, this is just my opinion. If you're not going to do the suppressed thing at all, uh, I would almost go 762. Uh, yeah. And the reason I would go 762 is there are some companies that are starting to bring uh, stuff in from other, other parts of the world. Uh, there are um, uh, uh, companies in the United States that are cranking out some 762 So yeah. while it's not really as cheap and readily available as it used to be, and maybe it will. I mean, you know as well as I do, all it takes is a few shifts and changes in the government, and it's coming yeah. back in. But, uh, um, you know, it's one of them situations where, you know, historically it's cheap, it's accurate enough, uh, you know, it hits pretty well. 
pretty reliable. It's just one of those mainstay staple cartridges, right? Um, and if you're not going to suppress, I mean, that's I would go that route quite honestly. Yep. Now, would you suggest going, uh, as I know where I would tell them to go, uh, AR chambered in 76239 or go with an AK platform? I would prefer him going with an AK platform if you're going to go that route because to this day, I'm not saying there aren't any, but the I, I have a couple and I've shot a bunch of them, and the AR platforms chambered in 76239 have not been the greatest yet. So uh, um, It depends on where you're getting them from and who's building them. It's a lot that's of right. You're right. That's right. You do need a quality thing. There's a company out there that I do not like. I'm not mentioning their name, but they yeah. have one that could be considered an X-Man. I'll just say that. Um, that is a pretty solid platform. Um, yeah. Now, the problem I've got with hog hunting um, is if you are going to be at night, especially, if you're talking about doing it in the daytime and you're not terribly concerned with optics, when you get into AKs, optics gets to be a really dicey game. Yeah. Um, you don't have nearly as solid of options to mount accessories and stuff like that, including optics with the AK platform. Yeah. Um, and then when you get into that, so here's the thing, are you going to be trying to run thermal, right? Uh, yep. yes, that's going to mount up so much nicer and better on, a, on an AR. Um, are you going to be, you know, and then are you going to maybe get suppressed? Because I know people that run suppressed in 76239. You can totally do it. Um, and so if you are talking about running suppressed, a different thread pattern, right? Like sure. you just get into changes just because it being, you know, an AK-47. And I'm not knocking the AK-47 for what no. it is. No, but in that context, like I, I don't know anybody that runs an AK that, or an SKS even. I mean, which would be a decent yes, option true, yeah. if you're going to go seven sixteen thirty nine. That actually is probably a better option yeah. for what he's talking about than right. an AK platform. Yeah, right, right. And if you, you know, if you want something a little cheaper to uh, do it, then yeah, go with the uh, go with the SKS. But you're still having the same being able to mount accessories and optics and, and things yeah. like that. You know, potential issues. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's AR talk. I know people, uh, most of the people that are here live are, are mostly are gun people. So it's, it's nice to throw in a little little gun talk here and there. But, uh, you know, speaking of guns, we are powered uh, by EAA, the European American Armory Corporation, our good friends over there. Thank you to them. Uh, guys, go go support EAA. We thank you for supporting us, but go go support our sponsors as well. And most of you guys are very familiar with EAA and, and the Gerson brand in general. Uh, they're putting out some great, great guns. They've got what I think uh, should be, you know, I don't know if it will be. I, I think it will, but it should be the gun of the year, the MC14T, the tip-up 380. Um, and uh, the Witness 2311 should be uh, coming public uh, as far as being shipped and all that here anytime soon. Oh, I know. Thank you, ATF, on that, by the way. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate the ATF holding that up for months and months and months. Months, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, go check out EAA what they're doing. Uh, real quick, real quick. Um, the uh, ten millimeter carry that we have. Yeah. Um, have Have you tried to shoot any forty through that yet? I have not, and I probably you won't either. Neither will I. Well, I don't Ginger have had, 
Yeah, neither do I. Ginger, why would I buy 40? Yeah. Uh, Ginger Ginger had called. I think he's getting ready to maybe throw some 40 through it this week sometime and asked if I had. And I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't own 40. And It'll handle uh, it. It should. I don't see yeah, any reason why it, wouldn't, why it wouldn't work. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I don't like the way that you're you're relying on an extractor, and you know it's not head spacing correctly, and I just don't yeah. like that. Uh, you know, shooting a forty and a ten millimeter revolver is a totally different thing because your head spacing off a moon clip, not the case mouth. So the length yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, but um, yeah, I never would. Probably never would do it anyway. And I got rid of my old forties forever ago, so I don't even have anything to try in it. And, but yeah. I, the reason I say it can handle it is, let's be honest, a lot of the 10 millimeter that out there is loaded more to 40 spec than 10 millimeter spec anyway. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's obviously going to be able to handle it. Uh, real quick, before we move on to your topic, uh, AB out there, Alaskan Blitz, has anyone tried an AR platform in 10 millimeter? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, you're going to, people out there might laugh, but I'm being completely serious. If you've never tried the high point carbine, especially in 10 millimeter, like legitimately, it's amazing. Uh, go try it. You'll be extremely impressed with it. The high point carbine can get you into a PCC uh, pretty cheaply, and the ten millimeter version of that is incredible. So yes, go for I've it. Shot, uh, yeah, I've shot all of those, and the um, the the forty five suppressed is really cool <laughs> yeah because it's quiet it's like with a good can on it uh 45 yeah, on you, it, subsonic anyway and it's just it's awesome i don't want to keep going but i know that you you have a a new rifle linked ar9 that you've been messing with and a new uh pcc and 45 yeah um, of the two um which one surprised you like the most Ooh, that's tough um, probably, the, probably the XTAR, probably the XTAR, probably the 45. Um, I've could, and here's why I've shot a, I've, it's not like I haven't shot nine millimeters in an AR platform and it's not like I don't know that Anderson makes good stuff. Oh right? yeah. 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 So I, I knew a little more about a lot of different things and had a little more experience. The XTAR, however, I never, I've, I've never shot, I'd never shot the nine millimeter, had no interest in the nine millimeter, quite honestly, yeah. the, the EP nine or whatever. Um, yeah. and had no real experience with the company or anything like that. So it surprised me. And, and one of the reasons it surprised me, especially when I got it, it was, there was a lot of plastic, <laughs> there was a lot of polymer right. and, uh, but man, that thing runs and it's a ton of fun and it hits like a freaking hammer with that 45 dude. Like, it it's awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we move on though, real quick, uh, for those that are coming in late, make sure you're dropping a comment out there so that we can uh, potentially choose you to pick the, uh, the third and the final topic of the night. Uh, and then also, uh, keep in mind too, we didn't, uh, push this out, but, um, replay is only available on the ghost and Clover channel. Uh, once we're done with the live here and then also uh, over in uh, our respective podcast audio podcast spaces you can check those out so uh, and if you are in replay there's comments below so jump down in there and be a part of the conversation so there we go there you go g webs being g webs he says question what if i don't want to leave a comment there you go well you just did so there's you're in <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Clover, it's your turn for the your topic. So, uh, so let's, let's let's roll. 
So, yeah, I've got a, um, it being Father's Day, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take this a different direction. You you covered the, the firearm base for the night, and who knows what the third topic is going to be. Um, <laughs> so, you know, inspired by the whole Father's Day idea, uh, I got to thinking, like, what's my topic going to be, and what's Ghost going to pick, and, you know, I want to do something for Father's Day, especially if he doesn't. Uh, but I don't want to really talk about necessarily being a father because there's some people out there that may not apply. And so what's kind of adjacent to being a father that pretty much everybody that is listening in and, and, and a part of our community can uh, can maybe talk about. And um, we hear what is a woman all the time. Uh, yeah. Let's give some, let's, let's talk about what's a man. Let's talk about oh, that. You know what I mean? Sure. So uh, that's what I, when, when, you know, Give me, give me, and I'm not talking about. Let me back up. I'm not talking about biological and alphabet letter groups, and that. I'm just talking about from your perspective, right? Like you, you identify as a man, obviously. What causes you? What causes that. you outside of the whole biological thing? But you know, is it morals? Is it is it skill levels? Is it you know what traits? What character things? You know, do you think? Um, encompasses being a man. We hear, you know, oh, he's a, he's a real man, or he's a man's man, or you know that kind of thing. Some people are girly men. We learned from Saturday Night Live years ago. Uh, but um, yeah, what is a man? You know, I think for for me, that's that's a man. That's this could get deep a little bit. Um, for me, I think that obviously, like the manly man, you think toughness and lumberjack, uh, lumberjack. Yeah, but just being tough and and all that, but I, I really think that, and this could, this might come out wrong, um, and people might I don't know if they take offense to this then get over it, but I think that I think it's the man's job in, in a family environment to be the leader of the family, yeah. uh, not necessarily making all the decisions, but just leading the family. You set the tone for your family. You you know I think a man a man that's that's involved as a father or a husband has got to like I said, set the tone for the family. What directions this family? What are the values that this family believes in? What are the characteristics that you want to pass down to your children that they hope that maybe one day they pass down to their family? Uh-huh. Uh, whether that's honesty or, or being a good, good, good character, working hard. I think working hard uh, is probably the most important. Um, if you work hard, you can overcome deficiency that you have, whether uh, intelligence or physical strength or whatever that is. Working hard can really, really, really overcome a lot. So I think that if you set the tone for your family of family comes first, uh, let's work hard, let's respect each other, let's respect uh, this family, I, I think that, that that's kind of what uh, the man of the house is really supposed to do is to set the tone and guide the family. I'm not saying morally or whatever, but just guide that family values, guide what, what is strong about family. Um, at least in my family, we're very much about family. It's, it's all about okay. family comes first. So I think that that's probably where I think that a good man is going to be is to pass on traits down to uh, their children that will make them successful in life and, 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 and really not put yourself first, um, put your family and your loved ones first ahead of you. 
and 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 take that down that road. That's kind of where I am on that. Yeah. Now, two, I'm not throwing it on the screen to to Honcho's point out there. I don't know if you come in later or whatever, bro, but we're going beyond that. There's all kinds of conversation on this biology and other crap. You know, we're talking in the context of, of biological men. That's what we're talking about, uh, point blank. So there's no need to even address uh, yeah. weirdness like that. That's not where we're going with this. But I do got a, a comment out there that's interesting because I was thinking about this a little bit earlier as I was thinking about this topic. And uh, OG Tanks is logic and reason over feelings. You know, yes and no. Here's the problem. It's reasonable to have feelings, and it's logical that humans have feelings. So yeah. there are going to be times when it's appropriate. And I was thinking about this. You know, I know there's things that, that happen that, cho that choke you up. There's things that happen that choke me up. And if you're out there and um, – and you call yourself a man, and, and you're not able to admit that there are certain things that just make your heart skip a beat, that bring a tear to your eye, right? That invoke or evoke emotions, right, and feelings. Um, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you're a robot, right? Maybe you're part of Elon mm -hmm. Musk's uh, Neuralink uh, army or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, and that could be a song, right? Like it could be... Yeah. Things that just bring back you know, certain memories and, and certain things that just hit a certain way, uh, yep. and it's certainly not um, certainly not weak. I don't think to admit that even as men, we have feelings. Yep. No, I, I and I think what James out there is asking for help. I think that's a big part of a man is dropping the ego and understanding that it's okay to not know everything. Nobody likes to know it all to begin with, first of all. Um, but, yeah, asking for help, um, being considerate, being compassionate. We're talking about feelings at this point. Yes, we all have things that are going to make us cry. We all have things that are going to make us laugh. And there's a great quote that said, you know, the best days are the days that you can laugh and cry in the same day. If you can cry and you can laugh, you've had yourself a pretty good day. But allowing yourself to be vulnerable is is part of being a man you know everyone wants to be this tough guy and all that and, and i know some people in this world that are amongst the toughest men that have ever walked this earth mm -hmm. and you throw on bambi and they're gonna ball like a kid you know <laughs> that's okay um you know being vulnerable to your emotions being vulnerable being in touch with your feelings and understanding that it's okay to not be a robot absolutely um asking for help like James says, um, that's a huge thing. Once again, being able to drop that ego when the time is right and being a human being is huge. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about, you know, if we, if we went through life never asking for help, right, um, yeah. we would never learn anything. Like, I mean, let's be honest. You know, we all ask somebody, hey, how do you do this? You know, and, you know, we learned, right? And that, that they may not have told us everything we need to know, but they told us enough to get us started, right? It, it had we not asked that question and had somebody not been kind enough to answer that, right? Um, yeah. Would you have ever learned whatever it was that you learned? You know, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, there, there, I guess it's possible there's some people that trudge through life that, you know, never are assisted, helped given wisdom 
you know, anything else and, and make it. I, I suppose there's people like that. But, you know, I got to think that, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I hate to use the analogy, it takes a village. But, you know, I got to think that we're, we're constantly picking up learning from, you know, our friends, our family, you know, our communities, our environment, that sort of thing. Well, it, it, let's take this a step further is um, learning from people being a man. Um, so we'll tell, I want to take it from both sides of what you just said. Well, CNT hits it, hits it pretty good real quick. He says, yeah. he says being in touch with your feelings is a, is a good thing. Letting your feelings control you is a bad thing. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But learning, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily have to ask for help to learn. You can just observe people and what they do and maybe you learn from just watching so on the flip side of that part of being a man is maybe setting a good example uh, instead of trying to be that person that teaches everything just live your life in a way that you expect people to be watching you and maybe you you set that example the way that you live and say you know what um, if there is someone out there that's looking for a role model or whatever and they look at me how do I want them to perceive me as a human being, as a man. So maybe you live that way, whether it's hard work, whether it's having compassion, whether it's whatever that may be, whatever your characteristics that you want to protrude to other people live every day that way. DM Foss says, I've been accused of being the village idiot before. I think we've all been accused of that at one point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's all right. Sometimes we are the village idiot. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I'll put it this way. If you're in a group of people and you can't figure out who the idiot is, it's you. You're the idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No defense dad out there. He says, uh, I choked up a little today. He said, even though I haven't been married to his mom for 10 years, my stepson took me out uh, for Father's Day. Uh, and he calls him dad to this day. 100%. Like, um, yeah, like, it's it's that's not a biological thing. So. Yeah, one hundred percent is not a biological thing. Um, you know, there are many, many, many kiddos out there, unfortunately, that that have no adult male man role model in their life, and that, that's another part of this conversation. Why we got to kind of identify, like, what are these, what are these traits? When you say, "Hey, that's, he's a man," or "He's a manly man," or "He's a man's man," you know, what are we talking about here? What are, what exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about he, you know, benches two forty? Are we talking about you know he can uh, run the the hundred yard and four flat? Or we, what are we talking about, right? Yeah. No, that's a great. You just brought up. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't have that male man role model. Um, so I know they are for me, and I'll bring up a bit of similar. I want to ask you that: if if you, what would you say are the best characteristics for someone to to protrude out to others that someone that might be looking for that male role model and uh, that big brother or whatever? Um, if, if you could be that person, if you were to become a big brother, what are some of the, the traits that you would probably try to at least uh, share with, with someone who's young that needs that male role model? Well, if they're needing a male role model, I mean, one other thing, and it kind of gets back to what uh, Tank out there was, was brought up, is, you know, you got to talk about approaching things from a, a logical and, and a reasonable standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
and part of that is, is realizing that sometimes there's not anything you can do. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to suck it up and deal with it. You know, it's that simple. Like walk it off is a is sometimes a thing. And I know yeah, that you know we, we get that is a thing. <laughs> we get that we get that in sports and the military and a lot of things all the time, right? Rub some dirt on it or walk it off, you know. But sometimes that's what you gotta do. Unfortunately, yeah. like you don't have time to deal with it. Like it's not that it's not as big of a deal. It's not a life altering you know, life ending circumstance, like you'll brush it off and, and keep going. It's not a big deal. Uh, and, and you'll realize that, you know, very few people in this world are in an absolute unique situation and ever have been through, through the existence of time. You know what I mean? Um, you know, whatever you're going through just by the sheer odds, there is some other person on this planet going through that exact same thing, at least one. Right. Um, yep. So to think that you're absolutely unique in whatever's going on. And so I think the logic and reason to kind of understand that, because uh, I think if they lack the male, uh, the, 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 the man part of things, I don't even want to say male, the man part of things, um, they're, they're probably lacking a little bit of that. And they need to understand that it's not, emotion is okay, but as CNT said out there, you know, all that kind of has to be kept in check with, you uh, with the world, with realism, right? Being realistic yeah. about things, I think, is is important. Uh, and then you brought it up, like the the, the hard work, understanding that you have to educate yourself. Um, you know, when I was thinking about this and wanted to bring it up, one of the things that drives me absolutely mad, and I see it in younger generations, and it's I see it in younger generations that grew up with fathers, that grew up with dads, and their dad are what I would consider manly men. And they can't change a freaking tire. They can't, they can't, you know, work on a lawnmower. They can't build a simple shelf for the bedroom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how can, how can somebody not do things like that? It blew my mind. And, and, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It just blows my mind that I, I get that people don't want to do that. That's a totally separate thing. I'm not saying that everybody needs to work on their own vehicles and lawnmowers and every little thing that goes wrong in their house they need to work on. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you should, as a man, I think you have, as a man, we have this inherent thing that we want to fix problems. I think that's accurate, right? Absolutely. Like it's our job. Where's the problem? Maybe we don't even identify the problem, right? Maybe we create the problem. Just sometimes we, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we create the problems. Yeah, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we break yeah. it, so we can fix it. But um, my wife accuses me of doing that all the time, picking a fight with her just to, you know, because it's fun. But anyway, um, but yeah, regardless of how the problem or the situation arises, it's got to be dealt with. Something's got to be fixed, right? Um, and you know, you aren't able to do that if you don't have the skill set, some of the skill sets needed to do that. And, and, you know, instead of, I see so many, so many men out there that, that they, they're in their thirties, they're in their, you know, I'm just going to use 30 since I'm in mid forties, I'm going to say in their thirties and I know, and they got families and stuff and they, they sit in front of a video game. And it's yeah. like, that's okay, but that's like you spend all your time in front of a Call of Duty or whatever the crap video game. Like, go out and work on something or tinker. Like, that's has always been a, a thing in my life. Like, men tinkered. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. what's Dad doing? Oh, he's tinkering with the whatever it is out there, the tractor or the he's tinkering around in the barn, you know. And that's where you get your skills. You you don't get skill sets to manage life and solve problems by sitting in front of a video game, um, yeah. or watching TV. And I guess if you're watching maybe some educational stuff now. Uh, that could be a, a different a different situation, and and I guess in some instances there's probably some games been out of the game realms for so long at this point I couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe there's some games that help with certain skill sets, but uh, I don't think they've got a game called uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Grand Theft Auto repair. Mechanic, you know, or whatever. Repair, yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe they do. Maybe that's a part of Grand Theft Auto now. You can go into the auto repair shop and install a muffler or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's games are getting crazy, but I kind of doubt it. But you know, I remember my my grandfather, dude, like, you know, and come up with the most ingenious things, like ways to fix stuff and solve problems, and they weren't permanent fixes. I mean, I'm going to be the first to tell you that he did some rather crappy temporary repair jobs, but by yeah. God, if they needed to get by a day or two till he could get to town to get a part or the uh, actual repair guy that could fix it, that had all the right tools could get there. Um, he could make it happen. He had those oh, skill sets. Yeah. Uh, to kind of close out this uh, little, little good one. G Web says the fall of men, Started with the increased importation of nine millimeter for loose recoil and guns with new comfortable grip angles. But sure, you don't let your feelings rule your decisions. So, uh, touche, touche, Gia. Oh my God! <laughs> so we've got, so we've got the, um, yeah, we've got the the viewer segment now. Yep. Uh, and so let's do this. I'm going to go ahead. Let's spin, and while the uh, person that we pull up is uh, letting us know that they're still out there, then we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, sponsor for this segment and other things. Um, how many do we got here? What's it look like? Twenty-one out there. We've got I don't know how many we got in the chat, but so there's definitely people that have commented that are not here. Uh, we're gonna give you. I'll give you about a minute or so. But, uh, yeah, if we pull your name from this uh, spinner here, give us a topic for the third segment. And uh, while we're uh, letting that spin, we will uh, we'll talk a little bit about Taurus or Tari in the plural, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, big, big shout out to uh, Daniel. God is my judge. There you go. So Daniel's out there. Uh, give us a topic for the last segment of this. And we'll talk within reason. We'll talk about pretty much anything. Uh, I want to talk real quick about Taurus because uh, there is a gun that, I've, you know, Clover's been talking and I've been talking about for years about getting a revolver. And one of them that uh, is not going to be practical to me, but then again, I'm not looking to get into revolvers to carry and all of that. I want one that's going to be awesome. And I'm not going to lie. If you've never checked out the Taurus Raging Hunter, it is one of the coolest looking things you're ever gonna uh, see. Uh, 500 Smith and Wesson Magnum. Uh, was it like a six, maybe even a seven inch barrel, whatever? It well, just really, various ones, but yeah, mostly yeah, six yeah. or bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're just cool. They're cool looking guns. Taurus has a lot of great guns and all that, and they've come a long way, especially in their semi. Um, 
pistol line, but the revolvers and all that have been around for tours for a while, and they're pretty good. I know that you talk very positively about, um, especially the revolver side of, of some of the stuff that when I start talking about getting into revolvers, um, there were several Taurus uh, models, revolvers that said that I should at least look at. So, yeah, they're definitely stepping up. Um, matter of fact, I just went to their website. They've got a 10-inch Raging Hunter and 460 right now. That looks interesting looking. Yeah, I think I shot that one at, uh, when was that? Was that at, uh, I think maybe the PSA thing. But I can't Last remember maybe, maybe it was SHOT Show. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was now. I'm going to draw. I haven't seen uh, Daniel chime in. We're going to spin this again because uh, we can't spend all night waiting on somebody to give us a, a topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I would like to see Taurus kind of lean into, Ron Bear. And uh, if you're out there, Ron, throw us a, a topic for the third section into the chat, please. Um, got about, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. We'll spin again. Um the copycats, you know, I wish they would lean a little yeah. more, and especially since the metal guns are coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you think they would, they would, uh, they would lean more into those a little more, into the PT twenty two and the uh, ninety two and the even their ninety six. They had a ninety six copy that uh, was a PT. Hmm, I don't remember what they called that. Was that the one the PT one eleven? Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, and then, uh, of course, the 1911s. And I learned something. And um, I'm going to tell on myself here. Um, I was sent some grips for the Taurus PT-92. And, um, and hopefully, eventually, you'll, you guys will see a video on that. Um, and in taking the uh, grips off, I realized and had to order some parts because I screwed some stuff up. But in taking the grips off, I took them off and I was like, the grip screw bushings came out. What in the world? Huh. So I chucked them up in the vise and jacked with them and like broke two of the grip screws. And then I realized Taurus changed the design of the PT-92. <laughs> I didn't know this. Talking about learning stuff. Really? Uh, they one of the grip screws still has a bushing on modern PT-92s, and I don't remember what year this changed. 2004, maybe, or maybe it was 94 or 98. I don't remember. I'd be lying, lying. But anyway, um, one of the grip screws. Again, real quick. Spin again, real quick. One of the uh, grip screws still has a bushing because uh, there's a there's a spring that it it keeps in. The other three, the grip screw bushing is made into the screw. It's not two okay. pieces. Hey, there's G-Web. So we know yeah. G-Web is going to have a topic for us. So. Oh, God. I don't even want to know where this is going to so, go. Uh, give us a uh, give us the topic, G. We know the, you're uh, the, we know the you're 96 listening. copy was a PT-101, I believe. There you go. There you go. PT-101, yeah. And then they also had even a, a Cheetah copy at one time. Did they really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. I think they had a little 380. If I'm not mistaken, it didn't. Uh, it was pretty short lived. It was kind of like the the '96 copy, the '92 and the 1911, and the PT22 was the yeah. was I think the big ones for them. So hopefully, Jill chime in, and we'll have a little bit of time to cover his topic. It worries me that he's taking this long to type it. Is what? Yeah, because uh, it's going to be a novel, I think, when he when he gets there. It's, oh. it's going to take him a while. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little worried about where this could go. 
love G, but uh, don't worry about where this what road he could take us down because knowing G, he's going to take us down a road that we're going to be uncomfortable with probably. Not because of topic, just because maybe knowledge. He might talk. There's no telling. For him, he might sit there and want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, patch sewing machines or something, you know. Um, all right, here we go. All right, there we go. Uh, topic, T-Web says, what is your advice for people listening? The best ways to accomplish the most for your projects in 2023? That's a great question. Great question. Um, obviously, working hard comes above anything else. You have to be willing to put the time and the effort uh, to maximize your time, to maximize the quality of whatever you're trying to do. Uh, hard work is going to be your biggest ally. Uh, kind of going into what being a man is, we, a lot of same traits, working hard. Yeah. I think that uh, we, we found um, to be true this this year between shot and everything else and NRAM and all of that, um, you, can't be, you can't be afraid to take a risk. Um, jump into something that's unknown that you're not sure how it's going to turn out. Uh, you know, we went to shot with a different mentality this year. We went to NRAM with a different mentality this year than we have in years past. And it was a little bit nerve wracking at first to, to, to not know what could happen. Completely. Um, that's, it's changed my perspectives though. I am not exactly. in the same creator mindset. We're talking in the realm of creator. I know projects could be anything, but I am not even in the same frame of mind that I was this time last year. No, and I think a lot of that is we we were willing to take risks, to try something different, to um, not stay in our comfort zone, if you will. So, yeah, I think if you work hard and you're willing to take risks, because here's the thing, you know, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You never know. The, the, more, the more things you can take a chance at and try different things, you never know what that's going to open up down the road. So I would say most definitely the two biggest things is just work your tail off. Don't allow anyone to outwork you. That's, that's kind of like my mantra. I'm not going to let anyone outwork me. That's just if you, if you can come close to outworking me, then you and I are going to be just fine. Uh, but out, outwork everybody, work hard, and, and be willing to take some risk and go down some roads that you weren't really comfortable with, maybe. I would add to that to say work smart as well as hard. Sure. I think that's working hard is. You guys also, also have to be working smart. I think it goes along. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, don't work hard just to work hard. But, yeah. yeah. And, and part of working smart, um, and again, I, I'm taking this more from a creator's perspective, I guess, but, you know, I talk to a lot of people that, that, you know, they get on this platform and they want to do things on this platform. That's part of their projects, but you know, they, they know nothing about the platform. They just regurgitate what other hearsay of what other people say about the platform and stuff. And they haven't taken the time to, to learn and, and deepen their knowledge. Again, that's a skill set, right? And they haven't taken the time to do those things. So, um, there's something to be said. Like you could, you could butt your head against that wall to keep butting your head against that wall, and eventually you're going to break through. Eventually, but yep. if you butt your head against that wall one time and go, wait a minute, I need to find a better way, and you go learn a skill set of how to use a jackhammer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You might just get through that wall quicker than the guy that's just sitting there butting his head against the wall. You may, you may not. He may have a really hard head, right? Um, yep. But you know, and and you've worked smarter. You've accomplished the same thing. Uh, just done it in a smarter way. I would also say, and this is kudos to G-Webs out there, 
when I say this too, by the way, because he's one of the one of the the great great people out there uh, that's that's got a big heart and had helpful to a lot of other folks in a lot of different ways. But uh, support structure, I think. Yep. I think you've got to have that support structure. So, in in the spirit of maybe what G Webs is getting at out there when he's talking about uh, best ways to accomplish the most for your projects in 2023, let's talk about Tony Simon and the diversity shoot. Let's talk about riding shotgun with Charlie and his two A efforts. Let's talk about amazing ladies of the DC project or Rebecca and 1 million moms against gun control, right? Let's talk about some of those and what do they need in the sense of for them to accomplish things? They need a support structure and mechanism, which is all the folks that are listening right now. If you're not familiar with anything that I just said, if, 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 if an image of these people and organizations did not immediately pop in your head when I mentioned them, you need to back this podcast up, listen to it, write it down, type it into your phone, and go do a little bit of uh, Google through homework or whatever on it. And however, where you help them with exposure by telling other people, whether you help them by opening up the, the checkbook or the pocketbook or the cash app, um, that's that's all part of the support mechanism. And, and you know, it can you do it like you said with just raw hard work? Yeah, yeah. There's there's I don't want to knock that one bit, but there's something to be said about working smarter, not harder. And there's something to be said about having that support structure as well. You know, when you were in the military, you had a team, right? Like you didn't do oh, yeah. everything. Was team. Everything was team. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Like the, the team is is it um, that support st- structure? Like you said, being able to ask for help, uh, being able to lean on people when when you, when you need some help. Um, being able to offer yourself to help others if they need it. Um, the the biggest part of, and we're, and we're not necessarily talking about projects on YouTube. We're just talking about in life in general, how to succeed in life. And whatever projects in your life come along, I think a lot of it comes down to working hard, like you said, uh, working smarter, but educating yourself as well. Uh, and I'm not saying like going back to school or reading a book. It's whatever your projects on. Educate yourself. I'm not saying you have to be an expert, but if you can, be an expert. Learn wow. all that you can about whatever the hell you're trying to do to where that's going to give you the best opportunity to succeed is if you educate yourself. If you look at any president that is <laughs> objectively defined and seen as successful Mm -hmm. um take a close look at their cabinet yep it's not or or the west wing senior staff absolutely it's not it that's not knocking them you know as as being smart or you know knowing things and whatever uh you know them having the capability to do the job and working hard at that job uh but they have surrounded themselves they have smartly surrounded themselves um, yep. with the right with the right people with the right support structure um, and you know there's a lesson to be learned there absolutely I, I think that um, you said it earlier it sometimes it takes a village you know and sometimes it takes a village to succeed not just to raise someone but to succeed it takes a village um, you and I both know that the vast majority of the people just looking at the list of people, 
that are in the live chat, the vast majority, if not all of them, have in some small way been influenced and helped by G-Webs. Um, I think that you and I will admit, snobs out there, uh, we would not be where we are today without being guided and being helped and being mentored by G-Webs. G-Webs was our kind of father figure, if you will, of starting in this wild and crazy thing. So being able to noti notify, notice who can help you, surrounding yourself with good people, and all of that is such a huge part of success is allowing someone to help you. And, you know, something else, I did see Snob out there, and this this speaks to kind of what we're talking about. Sometimes the student becomes the master. Sometimes, yep. and it's all part of that support structure, that community. It's all part of that village. Uh, I can remember a time when, and it's not like we all help out each other all the time, right? Sure. In, in, our, in our little circles. But I can remember a time when we were we would help Snob, and I'm going to tell you what Snob has helped me more in the last month or two, sure, than, than I may have ever helped him in the past. It's, Absolutely, it's, it's become a situation to where he went off kind of in a different direction, and then I'm like, hey, I want to go do that thing over there that he's doing, right? And so it's like now he's the master, and I'm the student, and you know he's helping me. So it's it's just that cyclic effect right or whatever you want to call it that is yeah. it's really cool well I, I i think that's what all about team in that village is all about um understanding that everybody in your little crew or your village or whatever your group has specific strengths and being able to identify and that's what part of being a good leader is is understanding what your strengths are and understanding where your strengths are limited and finding someone that can complement those or help you uh, to strengthen your weaknesses and to get better at those things. That, that comes down to that village, that team, where you might not be the perfect person for a specific task, but that team, that group, that village, 100% could be the right group for that task. And we've seen that, uh, you know, you just take SHOT Show, for instance. How many times over the last several years, uh, especially with like Snob and, and Gary and Sarge and all those guys, and now obviously with Mike and Rogue and everyone that's there, I mean, how many times do we text each other, say, hey, has anyone seen this? Or, hey, Snob, it's not for me, but this might be right up your alley. Go check out this company at Boost so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Um that happens all the time. Hey, anybody have a contact at so-and-so? I don't have one. Can you do a quick intro? Absolutely. Here's a quick intro and boom, 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 boom. It takes a village to be successful. And the person that thinks they can be successful 100% on their own is either naive or stupid. Either way, uh, they're going to fail. Uh, maybe not, but uh, chances are. And either way, it's going to be a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Like, like you said, everyone, whether they, whether they know it, yeah, but like you said earlier, everyone, whether they realize it or not, has is getting help from someone or has gotten help from someone. They've Probably. learned something. Yeah. We've learned something from someone. Um, right. And it yeah. might not be a good thing. It might be I learned not to do that from yeah. so and so. Yeah. You know? Sometimes. Um, you know, knowing where the potholes are 
right? It's like that's right. So and that's a bad experience for the person telling you that. Like you know, yeah. like they went through a lot of pain, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's close this thing out. What do you think? Um, that sounds good. So, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, G Webs, for that. We rambled on, of course. There, thanks for everybody that's that's been hanging out. Um, yeah, go. Uh, what do you got coming up? Obviously, you got the uh, you got the podcast on Tuesday. Got the podcast on Tuesday. Um, tomorrow morning, uh, we have a unveiling uh, video of a new product that's going to be out that I think everyone will be excited about. Will love it. Uh, so be looking tomorrow morning, mid-morning, somewhere in there, um, release of, of a video out there. Uh, we released on the podcast form uh, last week uh, an episode of the Jarhead podcast. Uh, we had Will Chesney, if you guys remember Cheese, the canine. Kenny Chesney's brother? Kenny Chesney's brother, yeah. Uh, the canine handler. Uh, Cairo's canine handler from SEAL Team 6. He was on the Bin Laden raid. Uh, we released uh, the Jarhead podcast with that one. Uh, really, really, really excited to announce. Uh, was texting back and forth with him in the last few days. I think I told you already, Clover. Um, but got confirmation that Dakota Meyer will be coming on the Jarhead podcast. Uh, Congressional Medal of Honor uh, Dakota Meyer is going to be joining the Jarhead podcast. So really excited about that. Uh, in the Mike, next that's Mike's brother. For those that don't know, Mike Myers. Mike Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's, um, a Marine who won the congressional medal of honor. So being able to literally have a discussion with the medal of honor winner is, is truly a blessing. Uh, and it's, and it's funny. We talk about this, this um youtube thing and all of that and you know it's amazing i, I had my six-year anniversary a, a couple weeks ago on youtube and i look back now and some of my closest friends including clover uh in this world um i have met through youtube i've been f very lucky to, to meet people like charlie melton and and chris tonto peranto and and a, a lot of people that um i would have never have met without this YouTube thing. So a lot of people that are, are very close in my life, um, I would say the vast majority of people that I talk to on a daily basis, I've met through YouTube. So that's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, i got a lot of stuff coming down the road. Uh, i got a bunch of products that I, I've been uh, slowly but surely getting some re, uh, videos shot and all of that. Right. So there's going to be a fun, fun onslaught. I tell you who's going to hate me, Clover. In the next two months is going to be Jeff over at Gear Report. He's getting ready to see about nope, uh, fourteen or fifteen shock and awe of uh, reviews he's going to have to edit. So nice, um, yeah, nice. What do you um, got coming? Well, first though, observer out there, he says I picked up a croissant nineteen eleven in forty five slow clap for observer, please. Congratulations yes. on the uh, pickup from croissant and EAA. Uh, this is such a sweet shooter. Yeah, I would have to uh, agree from my uh, experience there. So, uh, congrats on that uh, observer, and um, yeah, we'll uh, talk briefly about them and Taurus uh, here in just a second. As a matter of fact, uh, as for me, I tried something new last week. And so I want to put it out. I did I did a, the first reaction video 
uh, a GunTuber reaction video. Those that know me uh, and have been following for any length of time know that I used to have the Thursday night nerd chats. You know, it was after hours at the studio. It morphed over the years. I had to kind of change that up and kind of move all of that to a different channel, um, the GunTuber Academy. Uh, and I don't do a whole lot with that anymore, unfortunately. Um, and part of the reason was it was it was killing this channel, quite honestly, because it was freaking the algorithm out as to what this channel was about. Uh, but also with some of the projects and other things I was working on, uh, you know, with YouTube and other things, uh, I needed to be able to separate some things out. But um, I, I miss not being able to promote other channels and things like that. So I thought, well, let's do this. Let's do a CloverTac reacts to uh, is the series. And, you know, I'll pick a, uh, I'll pick a channel and pick a video that I have not seen before. Uh, like legit have not seen before. Uh, watch it, you know, give my reactions and commentary and everything else on it. Uh, and then link, of course, that creator down below and uh, link, uh, put a card in screen to, you know, the original video and all of that. Anyway, last week was the gun snob. Good one for him. Um, and I'm a little bit disappointed, and I and I tell you why. Um, I, I, I'm disappointed daily in the gun snub. Oh, you're tomorrow. Yeah, 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 exactly. But no, it's I was disappointed in kind of the way. So first of all, I haven't got any suggestions on other channels I should do, and I really want the audience to push me in that in those directions with people. You know, channels. What channels should we be talking about? Should we be highlighting? Should we be featuring? Should we be taking a look at to get them exposure? It's all in fun. It's not like I'm critiquing that they're doing this terrible and that terrible and whatever. Uh, it's all fun. Like, oh, man, that's a cool way to do that, or that's a cool gun, or there's my experience with that gun, or whatever it might be. Um, but um, the a lot of the comments on that reaction video was commenting to the video that we were reacting to. Yeah. And that's not what I want. Like, if you're going to comment on, and, and in that me. case... In that case, it was a target that Snob was 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 checking out, and there's a lot of comments on that target, and I appreciate those comments on the video and on my channel. I do, but the whole point is to send you to Snob to watch that video and get. So go over there in the future as we as we roll out, and I'm not going to saturate the channel with these by any means, but in the future as we roll out these CloverTech reacts to, um, even if you just copy and paste it, you know, type it into the the uh, video on my channel, the reaction video, but please jump over to the other channel and post your comment in that video too and show them some love. That's the whole point of doing this. It's not about what I'm doing. Uh, it's about showcasing what other people are doing. So um, there's a few more of those to come. I've got a couple of videos, a couple of creators, you know, kind of on deck with that and I'm open to, to suggestions. So definitely throw some, some channels my way. Um, and then like you, I've got, uh, tons of review stuff and other things that absolutely have to get done. Uh, we're staring there in the barrel, what, in September here, just a few months of TriggerCon, and you know we'll have enough work coming out of that to keep us busy until yeah. shot again. So uh, we have got to get caught up for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, be, let's be fair. I want to make this plainly clear. If you're going to comment on a video on CloverTech's channel, his ego does not like being talked about anybody else but him. If you're gonna, if you're going to comment on Clover's channel, it better <laughs> be about him. Damn it! And, and that, no, no. I, I love the fact that you, you know, we, you and I talked last week about that, and and 
Uh, I thought about doing it to react stuff a couple years ago. I just, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't know how I could. You, you pulled it off very well, and I, and I enjoyed watching that. But yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to um, exposure and, and trying to get uh, your audience. Uh, you, you know, your audience, and if you're finding people that you think your audience may like that have maybe haven't seen before, something like that. Uh, it's once again we're talking about it, it takes a village sometimes sometimes it takes right. a shout out from someone else to be successful or to get some some uh, encouragement from people um to keep doing what you're doing so yeah i think it's a great idea bud yeah so um yeah i guess we'll shut this one off thanks to uh uh people that are in the village like taurus for uh powering the uh viewer driven uh, topic segment and uh, of course the uh, the main powered sponsor for the ghost and glover podcast the uh, good people over there at eaa which are bringing in all the cool stuff from grisson which observer one uh, apparently has picked up on recently uh, yeah what else are we ready to hit this button are you ready to pull the plug we ready to flatline this one Let's flatline this. Um, yeah, no crayons were injured during the recording of this podcast. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Happy Father's Day, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take Happy care. Happy Father's Day. Uh, time of death on this one, uh, an hour, 13 minutes, and 23, 24 seconds. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Maybe some topic ideas, all that stuff. Thank you for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical, and Clover's channel, CloverTac. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure to go check out both of our websites, ghosttactical.us and clovertac.com. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.